welcome to A Word on Wealth, a Stevens Wealth Management Group podcast focused on topics of interest to business owners, as well as couples and individuals on the glide path to or in early retirement. We discuss topics of interest to you and hope to bring clarity to financial concepts and strategies that impact you in your everyday life. Without further ado, here is today's host. Hello and welcome to the podcast, A Word on Wealth. I am Jill Carr, a wealth advisor for Stevens Wealth Management Group. And today we're going to be talking about healthcare. How many of you listening have had to deal with some kind of healthcare crisis, be it your own or that of a loved one? By that, I mean maybe watching a loved one become injured, addicted, or just plain getting older (laughs) to the point where they are going to require some serious medical care. And if you are not well-versed in the healthcare world, navigating that by yourself with communicating with doctors, insurance companies, attorneys, drug companies, and other caregivers can be very overwhelming. I've had to watch this with several of my friends who may be considered in this sandwich generation where you are trying to raise children and take care of aging parents or just dealing with an illness yourself. It's a very challenging time. So today I'm speaking with Steve Feldman, who is the CEO of Feinberg Consulting. They're based out of West Bloomfield, Michigan, and they are an intervention, case management, and coaching company that provides innovative and customized healthcare solutions to individuals and families faced with a challenging illness, injury, behavioral health concern, or complex health crisis. They say on their website that they want you to let their team of dynamic professionals help you achieve the best possible care, rehabilitation, and recovery outcomes. So Steve, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. It's great to be here. Yeah. So what does that mean on your website that your team of professionals can help? What does that mean? What it means is that most families contact us in some form of crisis. And when a crisis is going on, typically our best decisions aren't made because emotions are high, either fear or anger or something coming up that really starts to cloud our ability to make our best decisions. And our team is put together to be able to help support families and individuals really navigate through some of life's most challenging times. Yeah, that's awesome that you can help with that. Why don't you start by telling us a little bit about yourself? Well, first of all, thank you for having me. It's great to great to be here today. And my professional background is I've been an entrepreneur for most of my career. I've been in business for almost 40 years in different areas and arenas, but always as an entrepreneur. And, um, and I love business and I love helping people. And, you know, not by conscious design, but through my own challenges and own history, I'm somebody in long-term recovery. I've been sober from drugs and alcohol for 30 years now and have awesome. navigated through a multitude of, of life's challenges and through recovery, through support, through being able to, you know, take this on. I have an unbelievable passion for wanting to help people. And we've created a culture and an organization that is is very similar to that. Everybody involved in the company has some kind of either direct or indirect connection with wanting to help. 
And I have been blessed enough to have my personal passion and my professional love really come into, you know, the same lane. Being able to provide hope and healing and peace of mind for people is what has allowed me to be in business, but also be in business providing something that that makes a difference. And I, I feel blessed to be able to do that. That's great. It's really good when your passions can align with kind of your career and, you know, that makes it worth going to work in the morning. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I I think it's, it is, especially today, there are a lot of really challenging situations that, that go on out in the world. And those challenging situations all can be addressed. And what I think that we can help with is the attitude the confidence and the direction in which they can be addressed because it's so easy for people to become hopeless and to lose the ability to think that it could any ever be different. And that type of attitude doesn't necessarily create and promote wellness and healing and hope. For sure. Okay. Well, when you and I talked kind of before this podcast, we talked a little bit about how what you guys do is very similar to what we as financial planners do only for the healthcare world. Can you elaborate on that for our listeners? Yeah, I, I really like to be able to talk in analogies or comparisons because I think it really helps people understand. Sure. And in the case of what it is that we do, it's very much like a GPS system. You know, for a GPS system to work effectively, we need to have a a good starting location defined as to where we currently are and an understanding of a desired location. So current location and desired location, those are like the coordinates in a, in a, a GPS. Well, it's very similar to what happens in a financial planning situation. To, to understand the current location, there's an assessment and a questionnaire and an interview um, and a review of all current assets and you know liabilities and and obligations that exist. We do the same thing. We take a real holistic view of where somebody currently is at. It is taking into consideration medical, mental health, substance use, environment, family, vocation. Everything is really looked at to determine what that current location is, because. This is not a one-size-fits-all situation. This is customized to where somebody is at. And I've heard this in, in terms of you know financial planning as well. We need to really understand. And then to be able to determine what it is that somebody wants to accomplish. By understanding those two things, it's our job and financial planner's job to be able to bridge that gap. So that's really the way that I can draw... Uh, correlation between financial planning and the assessment and planning that we do and help supporting families uh, in crisis. Okay, great. Thanks. Um, so we often discuss with our financial planning clients that the best time to plan for retirement is, you know, not right before you walk in to tell someone you're retiring. So what about for the area that you guys work in, obviously you can't predict when there will be a crisis, but is there a a better time to discuss things like how to navigate aging? I was going to say, when it comes to aging, 
it's the same as financial planning, right? The earlier, the better. Now, unfortunately, most of the time, people make these types of decisions to engage in, in the types of services that we do when there is a little bit more of a crisis. So ideally, earlier is better because you can create plans and contingencies for things that are happening. And in many cases, we work closely with individuals so that they can communicate well to their financial planner when they understand what their wishes are and what their needs are. You know, somebody who wants to age in place and, and identifies with the fact that they may want to have in-home caregiving on a private duty basis, that's a much bigger expense than what it would be if somebody went to some type of independent and assisted living. But being able to understand that and then assign some financial uh, estimate to it is, is helpful in planning early. And having said that, our experience mostly is people call when there's a crisis, we get through the crisis, and then we hear all the time, boy, I wish we would have called you sooner. <laughs> right. What kinds of professionals are on your staff? We have a multidisciplinary staff. We have uh, a nurse practitioner. We have many registered nurses. We have social workers. We have licensed uh, mental health counselors. We have uh, a psychiatrist that's uh, a, a psychiatric cons a consultant. We have a primary care physician that specializes in addictionology and in addictions medicine that also is available and works with our team on a consultative basis. Okay. We also have coaches. In many cases, we have coaches that work with clients in the arena of mental health and and substance use or other types of addictions for purposes of accountability, performance, and, and their own recovery. And these coaches, many cases, have a history of a minimum of five years of their own recovery from whatever they're recovering from, and either a certification or on the way to get a certification in coaching. Okay, because I want to make sure we cover all the areas that you can help, at least at high level. So let's start, yeah, with the coaching. Is the target audience for that primarily people who have maybe had a an addiction problem or a mental health problem, and the coaching is designed to get them through to the, the other side, basically, like once the crisis is over, then they can get not, some accountability? Not necessarily. Okay. Coaching is actually used to be one of those things that are kind of the direction in, in the GPS, right? And that direction is to be able to identify what objectives are and a coach helps you obtain your, and, 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 and reach positive results in your commitments. That could be somebody in early recovery. It could be somebody, you know, we work with executives, we, we, we work with family members, it is, being able to identify what it is I want to accomplish and a coach helps me get there. A coach okay. is committed to my commitments. You know, we like to say that as long as what somebody's objectives are, are legal, moral, and ethical, a coach's opinion of them doesn't matter. A coach's job is to help that person achieve what they want to achieve. 
So you work with, like, in addition to the healthcare stuff that we'll talk about in a second, you do some kind of coaching for individuals that maybe isn't related to healthcare too. Because I saw on your website, you have like life coaching and stuff like that. Behavioral type coaching. Okay. And then obviously you mentioned the- Let me, I'm I'm sorry to interrupt. Let me just say this. No, go ahead. say that the mindset and strategy of our company- is that of a coaching mindset. Sure. Many, many of the people in the company have our own coaches. I've been working with the, the same coach for eight years now from uh, myself. I believe anybody that is providing coaching, they should be coached and, and, and receiving counsel as well. And what we believe is that a coach can help identify and illuminate blind spots and can help support somebody navigate through things that otherwise may reach resistance. And a coach can help through the, the the challenges of resistance. Absolutely. We like to say too, that we help with financial blind spots and are doing more of behavioral type coaching on the financial side with things. All of the advisors in our office this year are going through a financial advisor coaching program as well. So we're we're big believers in the coaching yeah. mindset too. Good to know. Great. Okay. So if we back up to just kind of cover all of the areas, because you guys do a lot of things. So I just wanted to mention at least them on a high level. So mm-hmm. number one, medical and injury management. Someone gets diagnosed with like a long-term illness or has an accident. How do you help there? Yeah. You know, everything that we do really begins with gathering information and getting an assessment and that assessment that informs the recommendations. You know, when there's something that's complex, whether it's an injury or a medical situation, mental health or addiction, in many cases, it involves the the utilization of multiple providers. In many cases, there's records, uh, medical records from multiple providers. And part of what it is that we do is we bring this all together. Navigating through the healthcare uh, system is challenging on its best day. And understanding and having the kind of relationship with clinically ethical and clinically efficacious providers is also, it takes finesse and and it takes experience. What happens that we say this to people many times that not that you're not capable of navigating through it, but there's a huge learning experience. And while you're in the midst of a crisis, really what you're uh, looking to do is have those answers easily accessible rather than having to learn them through trying what works and figuring out what doesn't work and and uh, reassessing from there. We really can come in and help people guide through those areas. So whether it's medical issue, an injury, behavioral health issue, the approach is the same. Come together as a team, provide support for the family and getting and gaining information, using that information to make recommendations, and then taking those recommendations, helping the the family, the individual agree on, on the recommendations, and then implementing an ongoing management for them. Yeah, I think that's an area that people really need. I mean, I I myself know that I've already joked with my own parents that I'm going to, I'm going to hire this out (laughs) if they need something 
throw money at the problem. I've already put on my calendar that I'm going to call you guys, you know, <laughs> when they have something. And so the other area that you do help with is seniors. I kind of, we've kind of already talked about this a little bit, yeah. you know, having to deal with people, you know, aging and you talk about aging in place, really starting the process before it gets to the crisis point where, you know, if you have parents or a spouse or, and you talk about this with them and bring you guys in to help assess, how would I stay in my house? Or if I do need to go to a facility, you know, how do I even begin to research that? Because. So that's, that's a great, it's a great point. So having education and experience with many of the resources for assisted living, for memory care, for independent living, different types of programs, we're aware of what those things are. We're also able to come in and assess the kinds of things that need to happen to keep somebody safe in their house, to bring in potentially contractors to do some, you know, barrier-free upgrades, to be able to remove and reduce trip hazards, to be able to make the environment safe. That's great. And then finally, the other main area is the mental health and addiction areas. You know, this is not a small issue. About 20% of Americans are experiencing some kind of mental illness. Your website talks about interventions. And then obviously with the mental health and addiction stuff, I'm sure you do the same kind of assessment and thing, but is there anything you want to kind of add here about that area? You know, in that, in that arena, it is in many cases, by the time families call us, they're torn apart and they're very, very scared. And part of what we're able to provide is counsel to help people create some hope, to come together in a way that the issue can be addressed in a loving way, not a shaming way, in a very dignified way. And what how best addiction and mental health is addressed is through the lens of love, not through shame and blame and stigma. And in many cases, we work really hard with the family and the system of people who care about the person they're calling about to get and create a a, a team and a synergy because it is that team that helps somebody move from being resistant and not willing to willing. And what I can tell you is that miracles are available in this space. We have endless numbers of stories of people who have come to us, families who have come to us in in crisis and with really wonderful, beautiful outcomes. And it's one of the greatest parts of what it is that we do is being with families and individuals to help through what seems hopeless. Yeah, I imagine that part is very rewarding. So let's talk about family dynamics a little bit. So sometimes when family gets involved, it can cause problems. (laughs) Maybe mom and daughter don't agree or the siblings don't agree on how dad's care should go or who should handle what. How does your team help that with dealing with family dynamics? No, that's a great question. Family dynamics is really where is the lens that we look through everything through because we're not just dealing usually ever with one person. There is some level of, of family support or involvement. And we have, um, as part of what it is that we do, we provide family coaching. 
And what is family coaching? Family coaching is really, again, if we go back to that GPS analogy, it's really being able to agree upon something, what it is that we would like to accomplish. We don't have to work out. It's not therapy. It's not working out all the issues from the past, but it's agree upon that we want to get dad safe. We want to get him medically checked out and we want him to be able to enjoy the rest of his life the best he can. If we can agree upon that, then we can work backwards what's necessary to have that happen. And our business, and I'm going to say much like what you do, it's very intimate and relational. So this is just not a transaction where somebody fills out a form, hands it in, and then uh, we call you back a a week later to, to, to come in for a meeting. We are with these families really closely and helping them keep their eye on what's most important and making sure that their efforts and energy and behavior is supporting of what it is they want to accomplish. The short answer, what do we do with families? We help them create synergy. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I imagine having the third party to kind of mediate is is very helpful for most families. This is more of just a curiosity and to add some interest. So what's been one of your most challenging cases? Do you have a good story to tell about that? Cases are challenging. <laughs> cases are challenging. Some of the most challenging cases are are when we work with the severely mentally ill, where we've had situations where we've had people where we that have been violent, that have been a danger to themselves or others, being able to help get law enforcement involved to be able to safely get them hospitalized, to be able to work through and and come up with some, in many cases, some really creative solutions to get long-term help. And, you know, there are all kinds of stories that are that are dramatic and that are interesting. You know, I think the one thing that runs through everything that we do is that there's such compassion for working with the people that we work with. There's not one story that comes to mind, but there's there are many and the theme is about really how do we get people help? Sure. Yeah. So how does someone hire you? Does it start with a free call? How do you get paid? <laughs> so, yeah, well, t- typically what happens is a call will get connected. We have what we call our relations team. And the relations team are are a handful of people in the company that connect with the initial caller. And that call is, there's no charge for that call. That call really is to get an understanding of, can we help for the family to get an understanding? Does this feel like the right kind of fit? And then to get a clear understanding of the um, business arrangement of how we would work together with the family and the individual. And that, um, business relationship is very similar to a professional services relationship with a law firm. We typically quote a retainer, and then our services are billed against that retainer on an hourly basis. The services range in fee, uh, 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 the fees range based on the acuity of the case, and we work with and disclose very readily what that information is once we have an understanding of what the case is. Sure. Um, yeah, I'm sure it's, you know, depends on the complexity of things, you know, how much it's going to be and whatnot, just and like us. And <laughs> some of the challenges. Yeah, absolutely. So is there anything else that you wanted to mention? You know, this is kind of your 
time to brag about your organization? Yeah, you know, it's not a brag. <laughs> the one thing is, is that I would send a message out that if someone is, is having challenges with a family member, or if you're having challenges yourself, don't wait. Don't wait. We're, even if our company is not able to help, our mission is to be able to provide value. And if we can provide value by pointing somebody in the right direction and giving them something that they can take away from that can be helpful and hopeful, pick up the phone. Our, our website is feinbergcare.com. And our telephone number is 248-538-5425. Feel free to reach out at, really at any time. Perfect. Thank you so much. We will definitely put your contact info with our show notes for this podcast so that anyone who wants to reach out can have that. And I really appreciate you taking the time to speak with me today. No, it's been an honor and I appreciate what you do as well. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. If you have enjoyed this content, please share it with your friends and colleagues. And for more tools and resources, on how to think about and make smart financial decisions, or to learn more about our financial advisors, please go to stevenswmg.com. That is S-T-E-P-H-E-N-S-W-M-G.com. This show is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for investment, tax, legal, or other decisions.